Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8th, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Rubble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you beautiful Last Podcast Network listener? You beautiful, it's true. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. And my name is Molly Neffel, and we, along with Marcus, host Page 7, a pop culture and celeb gossip podcast that is nestled in the arms of the Last Podcast Network. Ever want to listen to Marcus gal pal down with a couple of daddy thirsty women? talking movies and throwing metaphorical barbs at the sadist industry of Gwyneth Paltrow and discussing our shared love of Jason Momoa's face and body despite his terrible acting skills? Check out page seven. It's a positive romp through the boob tube and the funny papers that'll be sure to leave you loving Guy Fieri and knowing way too much about what Hulk Hogan said during his sex tape. Oh yeah, he kept burping up barbecue while she boinked on it. Don't worry, we talk pop culture the way that most late 20s, 30s, 40s people talk pop culture. I may not know exactly what Bella Hadid does, but I know what love is. Now is not the time for Forrest Gump impressions, Jackie. We are in the middle of an ad. Okay, don't tase me, bro. You are a beauty that's fixing to get iced by the beast. The only way you're going to ice me is with a cool tolly of Mango Rita. Oh, get off it. Everyone knows that Grape Rita is the best flavor. Actually, maybe they are all the best flavors. Well, except Strawberita. Just saying. Try out a new flavor in your brain meat. Please check out the ridiculousness that is Page 7, wherever you listen to your podcasts, as well as the other shows on the last podcast network. I think you might like it. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. I tell you what, man, Slime Gang's still alive. Really? They don't really respond to my texts, like, a lot. You got more slime there near your house, huh? I'm, I am, this is the thing, how many times, I've been taking pictures of these things, how many people are, like, saying, see the picture of the slime, uh, they're telling me it's throw up, which I understand. Well, it does look, it's a little oatmeal-y, yeah. Yes, but at the time, there was that abandoned house that was kind of filled with junkies. So for a while, right. the, the throw-up, would ass- I assumed to be some sort of throw-up or slime, stopped uh-huh. when the house got torn down, right? Sure. 
but now it's back. And I looked at that picture, that throw up for a long time, and right. I sat there with Wendy. Like, mm-hmm. I had to lift up Wendy. I'm looking at the throw up, but it's a three to four inches up deep of it. Oh, and that would it's be a- not like any throw up I've ever seen. Oh, I've my. had several people then tell me it's a throw up of a big dog oh. that is eaten. Like either some kind of bad food or it's eaten too fast, but the throw up is so uniform. Hmm. It looks like it should be made, and this is what Ed Larson, because Ed Larson is my neighbor. Right. He came and he looked at the throw up with me, the throw uh-huh. up, quote unquote, <laughs> fucking slime. Uh-huh. I'm gonna still say it's slime, uh-huh. and we both had this same exact agreement that this is far too uniform to just be throw up. It looks manufactured. Okay. So you, hairy short and and big hairy fat are just staring at this slime in the middle of a street in Los Angeles, just being like, huh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm investigating. When did you, guys, be- I did- when did you guys become like the paranormal, like Hank Hill and Bill? This is uh, this is my final form. This is what I hope to eventually be. <laughs> I'm going to be the ghost slash monster sheriff of my neighborhood. <laughs> but the problem is, is that if I do get a badge, I get to call whoever I want. A ghost or a monster. Oh. And then, then it starts getting kind of dictatorial, which I don't really want. I don't want to get to that. All right. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. Travis Morningstar, you might hear him pipe up every now and again, I'm too. sorry. Now, don't apologize, buddy. And then, of course, we got Slime Buster, Henry Zabrowski. I guess he's it's like not quite a Ghostbuster or like Paranormal Hunter. Slime Buster, which is pretty I cool. I call myself... Commandant of the Slime Gang. Great. But I there is a group text that I sent the pictures to, and everybody said the same thing, being like, that's throw up. Well, and I was who's like, on you're sort of lacking information. Who's you're all there? too busy. Like, one of them just had a kid. You know what I mean? And he's just like, ugh, I have a child now. I right. can't be fucking hunting after slime with you. Are these and neighborhood it's like, get people? Get up. Man, are these wake just, up. Are these random neighbors that you that you wanted to get like a club together with? Like a group? I don't know if there's anything uh, such as random behavior kissel well yeah of course there is i don't think that you guys plan to live next to each other i think that maybe we didn't plan to live (laughs) next to each other but maybe the universe synchronicity ah of course well speaking of synchronicity we got a lot of fun news stories to get to here Um, but before we get to that we always like to highlight a documentary that we've been watching this week if we've been watching watching it it. good and this one is on netflix maybe you've heard of it no it's not on netflix no i'm sorry it's on amazon prime whatever no well yeah i think i have never actually been able to watch it on amazon Prime. i watched it it's called I've been watching on on YouTube. It's called what? Hellier. Hellier. It was created by Greg and Dana Newkirk. Ooh. They work for a blog, or they've created a blog. It's called WeekandWeird.com, mm-hmm. and they produce it themselves. It's it's pretty great. It's created by them uh, with director Carl Pfeffer and another guy named Connor, Uh-oh. who's real into the ghost box, uh- who's really into it. But <laughs> yep. I, I want to say it is... It's a breath of fresh air in the world of paranormal activity docu-series where you really get to see what it's like to watch four people go down the rabbit hole of high strangeness and experience a lot of shit in real time. All right. So, Hellier, basically, it's about this dude um, who's been – I mean, they've been in the paranormal hunting game for quite a while. They started when they were teenagers. Their website He's got that George Lucas hair. I don't know how these guys get that sort of, like, thick black hair that just goes awesome like silver right kind of genetics yeah that's just genetics there henry whatever man yeah i don't give a shit they didn't go buy it i look different in the mirror 
by my attitude. Uh-huh. So they've been into paranormal activity for a long time. And about seven years after they even just stopped hunting for ghosts and cryptids and whatnot, they get this email from this random dude that kind of reinvigorates their love of paranormal activity and hunting for said paranormal activity. They sent an email to a long-abandoned uh, email address of Greg Newkirk mm. from this basically uh, an old-school ghost investigation oh, yeah. group he had with a bunch of fun kids. And it was like them like holding swords and shit. I remember we used to do that kind of – it's like if I, if I could find those old VHSs of what I used to shoot with Jeff Nitzberg and the uh, the housing development next to where my family lived right. at one point where it was called Enniswood, which was really fun because you could spray paint a P. Uh. <laughs> On a sign. Uh, of course. It's like when people uh, erase the C on Canal Street. It's classic <laughs> humor. It, it never stops Because you get it. I also feel horrible for the people that probably lived in that apartment complex as you and your buddy are just screaming with what I would assume to be just forks. <laughs> yeah, just being being idiots. Yes. And they eventually carved the sign so it was the E would be right up at the lip of the sign so that people would stop putting the P on it. That's very smart. But, Basically, the uh, Greg Newkirk gets an email from a guy who says, my family is being harassed by what could only be described as a group of goblins. Yeah. They seem to have arrived from, a, they, they come out of these mines, they're bald, they look very similar to not... The tall greys, mm-hmm. but the normal robotic greys that the greys use as sort of like manual labor. These like little weird little creatures with big ears and glowing eyes that are completely hairless and they're doing shit like tapping on the windows of their kids. Right. And basically Hellier dives deep into uh, the research. Of, and you know, There's a lot of twists and turns. You know, some stuff turns out there's a really good scene with a ghost box that was actually pretty creepy. I've never seen a ghost box used like that effectively that I thought it was it was really fun. But it's based off of a story. They basically found this. It was similar to the story called the, the, the this of the Hopkinsville Goblins. Right. It took place in 1955 near Kelly and Hopkinsville in Christian County, Kentucky. And it was this f- family mm-hmm. essentially that lived together. They were they were apparently sober people, and oh. they, they they you know they kept a house. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's Kentucky. I don't I know mean, what they you do. Know, not not I mean, to uh, not to diss them. Not at all. But long story short. Uh, one of the young member of the Taylor family looked and saw a UFO crash into a mine. And next thing they know, these creatures with glowing eyes, big ears, long arms come out of these mines and start essentially attacking the house. Right. And what do they do? They get the fucking shotguns. You got it. They to. start shooting these fucking goblins. And a part of what is interesting is that it's the high strangeness of it. And I think we covered this many, many years ago. But basically, you'd shoot a goblin uh-huh. and it would ping pong around like a lunatune. Or it would like freeze and then hover. Like it was caught in weird mid action. They didn't know what was going on. Eventually, they're trying to say now. That they were shooting at fucking owls. Oh my goodness! Um, but so, I feel like if you shot an owl with the shotgun, it would fucking explode. Right, and of course <laughs> they're always asking questions. Um, so now we have a situation that I think is actually really interesting when it comes to Kentucky. When it comes to all of the caves, there are like an assload of caves and just canals and tunnels going all around Kentucky, and that's what they were sort of investigating. Be like, yo, these creatures probably live in these tunnels, and there is some pretty freaky deaky stuff. In there, the first time they go to this town of Hellier, as soon as they get to this gas station, they talk to the dude. I'll tell you a story of a man (laughs) I saw. He was about five foot six. He was orange all over and he was covered in goop. 
And he kept coming up to me, poking, poking, asking, where's the Ritos? And I was like, Rito, Rito, Burrito. Interesting. Perhaps he just wanted some of the roller dogs that no doubt this gas station has in mass quantities. But the first time they go, they do experience everyone in the town because it is a small town. They talk about when they yes. enter the town, it's palpable. You can feel like you are in a different world. And if you ever go to like Bumble Bumble Crap Nowhere, you Whoa, can get that feeling. Quit with the harshness. Hey, I don't want to get too harsh here, but you can get that vibe where you're like, what the hell is this place? Like, yeah. I, I am definitely, I do not belong. First time well, they show up, everyone's like, yeah, we got these little gnome creatures everywhere. One little kid, like some seven-year-old, was like, I've seen this gnome creature, and they didn't even I prompt it. I've seen the creature. Because you know how it was, too. She oh, was yeah. like bouncing a ball in a weird old-timey dress going, I've seen it. I've seen it in my dreams. And then you have to like take it yeah. seriously for a little while because it's getting creepy. And then she drew it, and it does sort of look like her drawing kind of looks like the drawing of the leprechaun from the YouTube video that went viral from the local news yes. when there's a leprechaun. Uh, Where's it, gold at? <laughs> Where's gold at? Uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, but it was, it, was a, uh, it, was, it was quite interesting in many ways, and they're definitely dedicated and motivated. And I will say back like 10 years ago when they started this, they were having a lot of fun. They had a bunch of swords although i will correct him at one point he said yeah the picture on our website we all just look like a bunch of nerds with medieval weapons but there was definitely just someone with a gun just like <laughs> holding a handgun and i don't remember mm-hmm. that unless it's like you know maybe if it's like um you know ash going back in time or something with a gun but just like you know easier simpler times yeah, yeah simpler times when you could just have fun with your friends but it's a it is a docuseries to check out i think it's pretty interesting there's there what I don't understand, mostly it's just what well, scare me. It's like I know they're looking for aliens and you're looking for goblins and sure. you're, you're finding all these weird, eerie instances of high strangeness and synchronicities, but like. Aren't you afraid of the fucking Kentuckans? Well, that's. <laughs> out there? That's the like, scare inside the film. That's why he's got layers. When we were fucking at, uh, well, I remember Murderfish was shooting a bunch of, uh, we were shooting a bunch of stuff in rural Wisconsin, and you can hear the eyeballs creak, the, like, and <laughs> spot you out in the forest. Then, like, at one point they heard a, har- a car honk while they're doing this weird late night fucking cave shit, and I was like, you're really not afraid that there's not some methed out piece of shit oh, yeah. just being like, this demons, I knew the demons would come again. Like, and that you're the demon. Now you're the demon. Obviously. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we know, and then he remembers because he heard the Hopskinville Scoblin story. You know what fixes demons? What's that? Uh oh. Fucking shotgun. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden you're a bunch of dead paranormal investigators. Be careful when you're going out to these totally. fucking small towns. They will kill you. They are dangerous. Absolutely. That's a whole different horror film, obviously, sort of channeling deliverance a little bit a great film an iconic horror film i really was a little bit scared for their lives watching the uh watching the footage because at some point you just realize they're just soft like nerd people and if someone mm-hmm. really did like a big old farm hand really mm-hmm. did want to teach him a lesson uh it could get pretty pretty disgusting and bloody well, you look at Ned Beatty now, and I think what's really sad is how horrified everyone was that he someone made love to him <laughs> in Deliverance. But I'm yeah. going to say he's a sexual creature deserving of love. Uh-huh. All right. All right. And everyone's just saying, like, yeah, he didn't want to squeal, squeal like a piggy like that. But couldn't no. he, he just sang like a songbird? I don't think that's— And you guys could have just no. been together consensually? I don't think that you're understanding the entire point of the movie. Uh, hmm. It's scary. It's scary. Oh, 
Yes. By the way, that kid, oh. that kid in Deliverance, like the really weird looking kid, I don't even think yep. they paid his ass. No, no, I'm pretty no, sure no, he's no, just no, a they, local kid, but that's where the, that's where they go in Hellier. They just go where that's just a local kid. I'm not even dissing him, um, but they should have paid him because you know when he was playing the banjo, he was real good, and he deserves he was really good compensation. That's but they I mean. were just telling him, "Don't worry, we have these new special cameras that like don't steal your soul." Oh, and it's like you better. <laughs> well, all right. you better. So check out the documentary. Amazon Prime is where I saw it, and I think it's on some other things. Hell, you're. I saw it on YouTube. You saw it on YouTube. There are times where they're showing you the pictures of said goblins, and it is it's a Warshack test. Oh, also if you want in the to middle believe, of all this, you can. But talking about fucking. Uh, synchronicities as i'm going through this this story the hellier story one thing they talk about it was that there was a ufo over pike county kentucky mm. it was seen by hundreds of people it was out there for like 20 minutes they went and they took this picture of it and they showed it around they got a picture of it and it looked like this kind of like sparkling tuning fork and 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 how and, you know and unbeknownst to me and, un, and unbeknownst to me uh-huh. i'm going through the side stories email and i got an email from a human being That's known good. as Sammy Lamb. I don't know. I don't know what you are. I don't know what you are. Um, we were looking at this kind of shit, and it was screenshots from a, a friend of his or her, a friend of theirs. That person. Very good. They had some footage of it from the uh, a, a, UF, a UFO documentary named Yasmin Joiner. Okay. Who showed up? So basically, it was just like, look at this like super primo UFO footage, and it was almost an exact example of the UFO. That they saw over Pike County. It cool. was the same exact type craft. It would look like a fucking tuning fork mm. that was sparkling in the air. But then what they tried to say in Pike County, they debunked it. They said, well, actually, it was not a UFO. It was a balloon from this thing called Project Loon, which is this what which what Google, the, the parent company of Google, or whatever it is now, Alphabet Incorporated. They are flying balloons over remote areas and try to give people uh, internet all over the world or maybe even kind of fucking spy on them. God knows what they're doing with it. Well, yeah. Well, same time, I know what a balloon looks like. Right. And I'm sick. I'll be told these are goddamn balloons. Uh uh-huh. balloons, <laughs> they float. And yeah, they're fucking goopy. I know a balloon can be goopy. Sure, I guess but a, a wet balloon, balloon, yeah. It does not look like a sparkling goddamn tuning fork. No. No, absolutely. Perhaps it's a military weapon. We don't know. Um, well, that's very interesting. Talk about uh, uh, synchronicity, a little high strangeness there, and more and more. These UFO sightings are getting uh, more prevalent and better than ever. Better than ever. I, so I'm well, say. I, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. Yes. MUFON actually had a rise in UFO sightings last year. Absolutely. And, of course, just, just quickly here, we talked about this guy before. His name is Avi uh, Loeb. Avi Loeb, he is a professor at Harvard. He has doubled down on his belief that, what was it called? The Mo, the... Umau Mau. The Mau Wow Wow. The Mau Wow Wow. Umau Mau. Umau Mau. The Umau of course, that uh, that little asteroid-looking thing. He's like, hey, man, as far as I'm concerned, it's still a UFO. It's very possible it's extraterrestrial. He's getting joked. They're joking about him, all these people. But uh, he is not backing down. And, of course, he is a Harvard. He's Harvard's top astronomist. So I'll tell you what. There you go. That actually means quite a bit. It is very difficult for people to stick their nail their it's very difficult for people to stick their necks out for something that seems to be as fringe as UFOs. Absolutely. Because they get ridiculed. And we, we've been seeing it time and time again. 
is that this this we because right now we're in this fun world where we don't seem to have a base reality because the media and and, and various members of the people that run this country have decided to destroy the concept of what truth is. And maybe there never was truth. Maybe not. But it used to be the uh, there used to be like a side enclave of thought where you could put like fringe ideas. Right. But now those are just kind of getting pushed deeper and deeper to the side. But I like seeing a guy like this who's like I I'm, like well we'll see I'm gonna just hold on to this outside the box idea right. and see what happens. Well, who it's not knows? hurting anybody. It's not hurting anyone, and he very well could be uh, proven to be right. Avi Loeb, he, he talks about personal modesty, which he said he learned growing up on a farm. And this is what he calls his uh, desire to believe that extraterrestrial life exists. He calls it cosmic modesty, the idea that it's arrogant to assume we are alone in the universe or even a particularly special species. So... Anyway, there's just a little update on that dude. He's sticking to his guns, and uh, who cares what these other people say? Because, honestly, he's doing better than all of them. He's getting stories published about himself. Yep. So, good for him. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go. Let's start. Uh, let's do our first little news story here. In Minnesota, the land of a 1,000 lakes, or is it 10,000? I don't know. There's a lot of lakes. That's all I know. I believe it's 10,000. Uh, gonna- don't, don't Minnesotans... Is it Minnesotans and Michiganers, Michigan and Wisconsinites? Do you, yeah. Don't you all um, hate each other for different ways and no. have jokes I mean, about each community? Yes, but this is the thing. This is you know, if you're in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, I hate to break it to you, everyone outside of the Midwest thinks you're all the same. Um, <laughs> but they fight over terms like water fountain and bubbler. Uh, they fight mm-hmm. over soda and pop. They fight mm-hmm. over very small terms uh, that are totally innocuous and mean nothing to ne- anybody else. Uh, but then, of course, you have real rivalries like your Minnesota Vikings versus your Green Bay Packers and your Detroit sure. Lions. Well, that's about seems a- to also be all of that is orchestrated by ads. People, right? And, the, yeah, and yeah. the people that own those football companies. The football companies? Yeah, kind of. Is sure. that what you'd call that? Yeah, you could. Institutions? Yeah, organizations, yeah. Installations? Not, not installations. installations. No, not installations. The way they all fight, that makes them all like, ooh, I need to have a shinier hat than right. the other team. And it's like, I need to have a grander facade to my football presence Absolutely. at the games this week because all eyes are on me tonight, baby, because it's Vikings night and I'm with the Vikings tonight. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> they love it. And of course, people in Wisconsin got the cheese on their heads. And uh, that's just how confident they are. In their football team, they'll they'll wear a wedge of cheese on their dome. Not bad. Mm. Uh, but no, in reality, yes, we're all extremely, extremely similar. Um, and then, of course, you got a lot of Catholics in Wisconsin. you got a lot of Lutherans in Minnesota. That's mm. a whole nother holy war that we don't need to get into right now. Are they blowing each other up with car bombs? No, it's not. It's See? not Ireland. Ramp it's not it up. Ireland, you know. We Ramp don't, it up. Yeah, we don't have it. But anyway, we're going to go to Cyril's. I think it's Cyril's. It's S-E-A. R-L-E-S, Minnesota. So a Cyril's man reportedly told authorities he gave his ailing wife methamphetamine uh, and that they had, quote, a death party before she died. So the husband said he did not get his wife medical help because she did not want to die in a nursing home, according to criminal charges filed against him. His wife's name is Deborah Lynn Johnson. She was 69 years young. She was found dead inside her Cyril's home January 25th after her husband, Dwayne Johnson... Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Arden Johnson. He is not The Rock. Um, he is much. He's more like um, like a squeaky. Uh, he is. He's much softer than a rock. He looks. He looks like a dead ringer. Like if 
if you were to tell me a dark reboot of the old <laughs> dancing man from the Six Flags commercials, yes. that that guy, it's him. This is part of the reason why we got we got sent to the story by many people. Oh yeah, and mostly it's got to do with this man's mugshot, which is absolutely frightening. He is having but, the time of his life. He does not have yes. any teeth. He's completely bald. He's got the meth scabs because you know he's itchy. But I will say he's eleven years younger than his wife. 58 years old. So she died at Is 69. That, that's like kind of like a methy thing to have an older wife than the younger man, which is like, it's not uncommon in general, but it seems to be more so in that world. I don't, I'm not. like, my wife's robbing a cradle with me, man. I don't know if that's true. I'm like a big horny baby. Okay. <laughs> well, authorities responded and reportedly they found words spray painted on the front door, a naked Dwayne Johnson, several guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Dwayne well, Johnson was shit. arrested without incident and was charged Friday with felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property. Because he's like, yeah, these guns are uh, mostly stolen guns here, officer. This guy, um, so he-, he showed up and he's like, so glad you guys came on time. <laughs> yeah, she's cold, but that's why I keep my beer in her tits. <laughs> That's what so what was written on the front door you might ask. The words death party P A R D E death party <laughs> god hell. That's what was written on the I door. I'm actually really um, happy that you read it as party. I didn't think about that because that's what he was. He's like he literally she, he, he broke her out of the nursing home. Yep. He's like, we're getting fucked up tonight, honey. And she's just like, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, we're going to Six Flags. <laughs> no, honey, no, no. And they go back to the house. She asked for fucking methamphetamine. Right. He zooted, suited her up. He spray painted death party god hell on the front door <laughs> in red spray paint. They just, and then he banged her out one last time to Quiet Riot's Metal Health their favorite song. This is and true. And they just spent all night fucking rocking out to metal health. And he fed her a bunch of snow because she couldn't eat anymore, which is really sad. Yeah. And then, um, they, well, obviously, she had been dying. And then, yeah, he pounded her out two hours right before she died. Well, it does seem like everything. I don't know if pounded her out <laughs> is the right terminology here. But it does seem like they kind of had a, uh, assuming that he is telling, you know, the truth. she was terminally ill. Um, it seems like they had kind of a strange for them a romantic evening uh they this said is this a- is what he said he said quote um Dwayne Johnson told authorities he and his wife had quote a death party for the final days of her life they had begun quote rocking out to their favorite song quiet riots metal health that's when they took the meth and that is when she said i don't want any more uh medication or she said i'm she stopped taking medication um so i you know other than the 47 it's- guns um, yeah, it, it, yeah, you know, all the unlicensed guns, which he straight up admitted were stolen. Immediately. Which just seems to be very brave. Well, very, you know, brave. there is definitely a strong theory that uh, sometimes you're too messed up to lie, and I think he was definitely too messed up to lie. As a matter of fact, <laughs> authorities found him naked in the bathtub. Evidently, he was scratching, like, black spots off of his body, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there were any black spots on his body. I don't think they were there. I think he was hallucinating heavily. I think that he was ready to fucking chill out. I feel like it's almost like jigs up. My love of my life is gone. Sounds like it was honestly very romantic. I, I would know. not, 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 not want almost the same sequence of events to happen when I die. Like, I kind of would like the idea of I get to die at home. 
I get one last noosh. Sure. I fucking, but it'll be fucking just blowing weed smoke on my face, and we'll be listening to fucking probably Santana's Abraxas. Oh, okay. That would be kind of fun. I, I think I'd go out on that one, or I would go out on Neil Young's Tonight the Night. That's what I've always wanted to do was that album. Mm. That's a really good last album right before you fucking shift off this fucking bullshit. I suppose that could be fun. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, we really don't know what's going to go on with this guy, but Johnson made his first court appearance late last Friday afternoon, and bail was set at $250,000 or $150,000 with conditions. This isn't the first time this dude has been in trouble. He's no, he what? Is no, he is no saint. Uh, he has prior no. convictions for assault and DWI. And he is on probation for driving after his license was canceled. A blood test taken uh, after his DWI arrest uh, showed he had used methamphetamine. Uh, Serialist mm. is about 25 miles west of Mankato, which I have been to oh. many, many times. So we'll see what the hell happens. I don't know. His mugshot. I mean, if you yeah, if you know. look at his mugshot, it looks like they let him listen to Quiet Riot in the prison, like or in the in the, in the in he looks the happy. Cell. I don't know. Okay, this story is far... This is, like, truly horrifying. <laughs> and honestly, just fucking creeped me out, too, because I was in the office alone and I heard some weird noises. I'll get through this. A student who thought there was a ghost in her room was shocked to find a man in her closet wearing her clothes. So much scarier Uni- than a ghost. This is so fucked. But I literally was sitting here and I heard, like... Uh, uh, like in, in the closet here, and I fucking just threw open the door, being like, "Show yourself!" <laughs> nothing. There's something to pipes. The University of North Carolina junior, who was only identified by her first name, Maddie, told Fox Eight that she had noticed items in her room vanishing at, at her off-campus apartment on twelve fourteen Oakland Avenue. She also spotted handprints on her bathroom wall. Mm. On Saturday, Maddie heard what she thought would sound like a raccoon in her closet, oh which is alarming. You don't want that in your fucking house. No, that's that's she, horror. I mean, that, that's that would be good if it was a raccoon. This this story would be kind of cute. It would kind of cute. It'd be like Pocahontas. Yeah, a little bit. But he opened the door when she asked who was there. A man answered. Oh, my name is Drew. <laughs> huh? Maddie told CBS News affiliate WFMY two. She asked the man whether he was going to do anything to her. To which he replied, No, 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 no. I could feel him starting to push the door open, so I was like, I guess I have to open the door, she said. The man pleaded with her not to call the cops. I opened the door, Maddie says, and he's in there wearing all of my clothes, my socks, my shoes, and he has a book bag full of my clothes. She called her boyfriend to help, and she waited, and the dude sat there. She was like, well, I'll speak with him to keep him occupied. The man tried on her hat. Yes. And then he went to the bathroom to look in the mirror before being like, Oh, you're really pretty. Can I give you a hug? I have to say, Maddie is exceptionally calm. So she, I she, don't understand. No, she said where her calm, her calm. No, I, from. I would have freaked out immediately. Apparently, um, she didn't think the dude's name is Andrew Swoford. She didn't think he posed any threat. She reportedly kept up a conversation with him, let him roam around, and as Henry said, that's when he tried on hats. He looked in the mirror. Said, can I give you a hug? Maddie said he never actually tried to touch her. And then when Maddie's boyfriend arrived, this dude took off. 
but he was later arrested at a gas station. So this he is looks like the guy, the the you got a Dell guy. What's his like? You're getting a Dell. Oh, that wow, that's a classic. It's, that dude, I think he actually got in some trouble for DUI, didn't he? Yeah, yes, way back yes, in the he did. day, all that Dell money, man. Yeah. You got to spend that money somewhere, man. You got to do it on the road, dude. But you no, know, he was very uh, just super. There's something about the. Long-haired, kind of like Richard Chasey type, white psychopath, kind of like spaced out. He probably was on something. But just like the concept of being like, no, it's totally chill for me to be well, in here, man. Well, apparently... It's totally fucking chill. I don't even fucking... Free hugs, dude. It's like a free hug It guy. is so trippy because this dude is like a junior in college. And if you mm-hmm. watch, go to Haley Fixler TV at Haley Fixler TV... H a y l e y f i x l e r T V on Twitter. She has a picture of this dude here. He is like completely bald. Like he is going completely bald, but he's still rocking like the Hulk Hogan on the sides. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is, um, yes, he is just. Uh, I don't. He is. It's horrifying. The man is. It horrifying. is horrifying. He is like, and a, they said that it was not an isolated incident. In December, her roommates came home to find two men in their living room. Where? What, what is, is going on? I don't know. This is very similar to we've had this. We had that had happen a couple times in Tallahassee, where uh, I remember our buddy was staying uh, where uh, John Moreno used to live. Um, I forget where it was over by. Uh, if you are from Tallahassee, it was like very close to Gordo's, and they used to wake up all the time, just like a guy on the couch just coming in. He's like, "Yeah, you guys, what's up? What's up? What's up, guys?" Huh. Like he's a wacky neighbor, like in half like he's face. Kramer. Yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, yeah. like uh, what was. It? Was a Stephen Wright's character in Half Baked, just hanging out yeah, in the like, couch. No, no, you're in my house. You're in my home. You get out of Let's here. Get out of my home. <laughs> and they had the same thing with, with another where he came home to a woman, try not quote unquote knocking on his door by poking the door with a knife, uh, and he saw that her whole arm was cu- cut open and bleeding. Great. And she's like, "Greg tried to kill me tonight. Oh my! And I won't let Greg kill me." And it's it's more of the nonchalance. Yeah, I, I guess really so. Understand. Maybe you want to call the authorities in that case because uh, perhaps she, her life is in danger. Uh, Durnley, I, I wouldn't necessarily let her into the house um, because you, you have to be careful no. for your own safety too. Um, yeah, you know, you got to be concept of, and it's still, you know, one of the more concept, one of the more scary concepts uh, in all humankind, like the idea that you're sleeping and there's somebody that is broken oh, into your apartment, and it's just like waiting for you, waiting for you to wake up, and it's like just hidden behind a bunch of clothes, yep. or you know, or maybe dressed up in all of your clothes. There's something that's really frightening about that, about like absolutely seeing a strange man emerge from your closet in all of your clothes. And you got to be careful because there was a dude, Anthony Schofield was his name at UW Stout. He was busted. I've told this story many times. Nine hundred pairs of panties. He was busted stealing nine hundred pairs of panties. Served some time. But the thing is, that escalated to him. First of all, he became born again. He, he was saved. Mm. But then he went to go have sex with the child at a rest area. And once again, the child was a police officer. Uh, they're always police officers, um, right? G- thank goodness. But that, so this could escalate God into something. God has a plan for us all, Kissy. I guess so. God has a plan but, for each one of us. And some people are supposed to teach others the lessons. I guess. Of not having sex with the oh, child. Oh, my goodness. But that started. And being discovered. I, well, hopefully never happens. By the way, um, speaking of that kind of stuff, this year is going to be a lot to deal with for the Catholic Church. Uh, here in New York si- uh, State, uh, they're going to have um, a one-year, uh, if you were touched by a priest, come forward. 
year. Go I get think it'll be 2020 or 2021. Go get him. And even the Pope today just came out and talked about how a bunch of uh, nuns were being sexually assaulted by priests. And the nuns? The I don't nun- care. But it's like That's a, this is where he finally he finally admits that the nuns are being taught. What well, about everybody else? Well, that's but it's all a problem. It's all a problem. So it's gonna get it's gonna get uh, brutal. It'll be Pittsburgh, uh, but globally, what happened uh, or in Pennsylvania? But what happened to uh, what happened in Pennsylvania? It's going to be a global phenomenon. So anyway, it's going to get nasty. Um, all right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and we got this little story here about a Russian roulette shooting of one St. Louis police officer by another. It's it's getting weirder and weirder. Basically, one a.m. on January twenty fourth, two on duty police officers from the St. Louis Police Department rushed a third off duty officer named Caitlin. Alex to a hospital. Alex, a 24-year-old military veteran who had worked at the apartment for two years, soon died from the gunshot wound in her chest. It seems to be they were hanging out. One of them said he took two sips of a beer and then poured the rest of it out. Oh, yeah, that's how you do it. It was not a service weapon, right? It was his old... And the guy, he took all the bullets out of a... One of them, I believe, Hendren of them, the 29-year-old Nathaniel Hendren, uh, who is the one who's being charged with a voluntary manslaughter right now. And he said that he he emptied the cylinder of the revolver and then put one cartridge back. He spun the cylinder, uh, in this article, generously saying a routine often associated with Russian roulette, Mm -hmm. and aimed the gun away. The The gun did not fire when he pulled the trigger, according to the police statement. Alex then... Took the gun, aimed it at Hendren. It did not fire. Hendren took the gun back, aimed at Alex, and accidentally shot her in the chest. Well, I don't know if it's an accident at that point, but... I don't... Doesn't seem like it. I don't think Russia Roulette... Technically, you're trying to kill the person. Yeah. The third officer, Patrick Rorden, told investigators that he admonished Alex and Hendren for fooling around with the revolver and was just about to leave. When the rifle got, when the, uh, when the weapon got discharged. So this is a big, this is a big deal. Hendred, uh, Hendren was booked on Monday and held on $50,000 cash uh, only. Ooh, that was the thing. What the hell is going on with, in this police department, when we got this one officer being like, guys, come on, stop guys. fooling around. They're playing Russian roulette. And yes. they're, not that it matters that they're on the clock. But it's a little bit strange to be – it's weird to do it if you're off the clock, but then it's a little bit stranger on the clock. And also, I don't believe that anyone has two sips of beer and then pours it out because that doesn't, that's that not how that, that works. St. Louis is actually ranked the second most dangerous city in America, and I think that has a lot to do with it. I think, I think you can't patrol the streets of St. Louis and then go home and play Katamari Damacy. I think you have to yes. play Russian roulette yeah, to like blow It's like you're already – you're all gigged up. But apparently Hendren – um, he was held in $50,000 cash-only bond, was raised hundred grand, but in his mugshot, his left eye and forehead appeared to be bruised. Sources familiar with the situation said that he had headbutted the back window of a police vehicle while at the hospital and hmm. sustained minor injuries. Okay. I think he was fucking hammered. I think so. That, but a lieutenant with the police department filed the complaint about 20 minutes after Alex's death, suggesting that Hendren and Rorden had violated administrative regulation that dictates no employee shall report for duty or remain on duty what? with an alcohol concentration of .04 or greater. Um, but Rorden's attorney claims that it's kind of on a few slips of beer, poured the rest down the sink, and then he blew a zero. Okay, but I just um, have to say here, that's not the big issue. The, no. the, the fact that the main dude, or the fact that... Um, the fact that the complaint is like, well, you know you can't be drinking on the job, guys. You know it's not allowed. I guys, think it was more guys. than shooting your coworker in the chest. That's the, very- that's the thing that I would sort of be like, you know what? 
We're, I'll overlook the drinking. I won't even mention the drinking. It's really no. the shooting of your coworker in the heart. I just don't really understand the, the concept of casually playing Russian roulette and the idea that you would do that. You would like that. You would do that as a police officer that knows about guns. I understand right. you're kind of crazy. You're all maybe you're all torqued up and you're dealing with a bunch of shit. Maybe like you're you're suffering some form of PTSD. Maybe. or you're you're dealing with a lot of issues. But it's just the concept of putting a I you know I on, on stupid fucking movie sets. We are screamed at. If you point a fake gun <laughs> at the face of another person, well, like, you never know. I, look what like, happened. In a, in a look what happened to, to Brandon Lee mm-hmm. and Bruce. Curse of his father. Yeah, could be sins of the father. That's what happens. Um, but now this is there's a little controversy here. Other than just an officer shooting another officer in the chest while playing Russian roulette uh, on the job, the uh, the breathalyzer has ignited some controversy in this case because evidently they didn't take a blood test. They only did urine and a breathalyzer. So this is according to the attorney's office, which wrote the fact that only urine and breathalyzer tests were performed appears as an obstructionist tactic to prevent us from understanding the state of the officers during the commission of this alleged crime. The police department's public safety director, Jimmy Edwards, said in a press conference, our officers are not obstructionists. But you know what I'm going to say? We know there are, we know at least one of them is a killer. So that's, that's kind of worse. I mean, he fucking shot the other person in the chest. Right. Shot them in the chest. So there we go. Medical examiners have performed an autopsy on Alex, but they will not release the report until the results of the toxicology test are complete. So this story is just, it's just so freaking weird. Yes, that's, it's, that's just getting, it's just very strange, and it seems to be like no one's really telling the truth. Maybe they just don't really want to fully admit that they were playing a bunch. Of, they all got hammered right. while on fucking duty, yep. and they were playing Russian roulette with each other, it's, which is, which is <laughs> uh, I mean, just in the end, you know what's a really fun uh, game? Spades. Sp- great. Yes, absolutely. You know, just play a little poker. Something like that. Um, all right. Well, I've been playing a lot of SimCity 2000. Really? Right? A new emulator on my computer. Really eating up a lot of time, but it's nice to feel like God. Absolutely. Um, I just finished Resident Evil 2. They remade it for PS4, and it is amazing. Check Yay! it out. It's the best. I'm getting a PS4. I'm getting it. I'm already doing it. I'm just, biting the bullet. Just get it, man. You're going to love it. It's like so good. You get to turn off your brain, but it still gets your neurons firing. So that's what? good. Yeah. <laughs> get your neurons firing. So you you don't you don't get dumber. Um, all right. Just lastly, on my end here, Takashi Six Nine. Now he is a he's a rapper. He's a SoundCloud rapper. He's got face tattoos. One of the ta- tattoos is the number sixty nine. Um, just in case you forgot his name. Now wow. Takashi Six Nine has pled guilty to nine felony charges, including a variety of firearm offenses, and admitted to being a member of a gang, according to a recently unsealed document. The twenty-two-year-old rapper, his real name is Daniel Hernandez, took a plea deal on the twenty-third of January regarding his involvement with the Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods. The outlet reported that the plea agreement with Takashi Six Nine was initially sealed to enable prosecutors to arrest additional members as part of the plea deal. Um, Takashi admitted to joining the gang in the fall of 2017 and hiring- None of this is smart. No, none of this, none is, of this is smart. No, I don't agree with any of this. It's really dumb. And hiring a fellow gang member to shoot, uh, to shoot at rap rival Chief Keef. And I remember that story in order to maintain or increase my own standing in the nine tray gangsta blood gang. That's what Takashi 69 said. So, now, this dude, he's 22 years old. He's very tiny. He's an artist. We covered Biggie and Tupac. Like, he's not, I don't believe he's a real 
gangster. I think he's in way over his bizarrely tattooed head. He is and, um, making shit up as he goes, and it's the old fuck. It was a quote I was going to even talk about today. Be careful who you pretend to be because you are who you pretend to be. He's doing this dumb shit. Yeah. He's do- he wants to, he acts like he's art, but you just so, make ra- you make music. You're a musician. You're a sensitive poet. You're not a criminal. So, but you're he, not uh, one. Honestly, you, you're though, an idiot. You got bad tattoos, and you're also bad at making music. So now All of his has, music is fucking awful. Yes, but now he has ratted on his gang but if that's not bad enough when you go to prison he also sexually assaulted a 14 year old so no. he's gonna be he's a pedophile uh who ratted on a gang and he is about 108 pounds so it's going to be brutal this is what he said uh in a court transcript he said i apologize to the court to anyone that was hurt to my family friends and fans for what i have done and who i have let down uh the outlet reported that takashi pled guilty to further federal pel- uh, felonies including racketeering conspiracy firearm charges narcotics trafficking and violent crimes in aid of racketeering. He was previously indicted for six felony charges in 2018. His charges carry a minimum sentence of 47 years with a maximum of life. So this dude, man, I mean, he's doing this to get a lenient sentence, but no matter what, you don't understand how bad your sentence is about to be when you don't have the support of the gang that you are currently fucking flipping on while you are surrounded by them. In prison. It's going to be horrible. So on Thursday, the day before Takashi's court records were unsealed, three additional men were implicated in the attempted shooting of Jesus. Chief Keefe. So if you're those dudes, He's you're like, I wonder man. how they know it was He's us. Fucking, um, oh, man. man. So he is not going to make it. No, he is really not. The U.S. Attorney's Office has labeled the Nine Trey gangsters as, quote, a violent New York City gang. Nine Trey was a criminal enterprise involved in committing numerous acts of violence, including shootings, robberies and assaults in and around Manhattan. And Brooklyn. They said in a previous statement, members and associates of the Nine Trey gang involved in violence to retaliate against rival gangs to promote the standing and reputation of Nine Trey and to protect the gang's narcotics business. Members and associates right. have enriched themselves on uh, by selling fentanyl, furanol, heroin, MDMA. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you what, man. So. Bye-bye, 6ix9ine. Uh, bye-bye. Takashi was, See you soon. Thank you for your effort. Thank was, you for your time. So, bye-bye. Oh See you God. never again. Uh, All right, bye-bye. I, yeah, he was sentenced he to four years done. of probation and a 1,000 hours of community service for that uh, child sex case. He probably should have gotten some more time for that. Um, yeah. So it is not... Uh, anyway, so that's just a little update on... It's sad because, you know, it's just sad to see people... Um, Make uh, make every wrong decision when they could have had uh, a successful career, but then again, giving the crime, uh, it's not. I don't have that much sympathy, but let's. Uh, I have. Um, I think I could. I don't think I could have less sympathy <laughs> for him. I think that he could get. Uh, I think know. that he seemed to have brought this all upon himself. Yeah, and uh, he's completely culpable. And he's not only a criminal, but he's also a fucking moron. And he's a bad musician. All right. Well, there's a trifecta, I guess. Um, all right, I have everyone. A, I have a couple things. Number one, uh, I'm going to crowdsource this question. We had a lovely condolence note from a a a fan named Sarah Paling, and my and Natalie and I had a a, a debate. The handwriting on this is one of the best, most intense-looking, tiny, perfect. I'm going to show this because you can even see it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. The most perfect handwriting I've ever seen, and Natalie and I are both wondering, is it a computer, <laughs> or you do this? Are you a witch, or are you an AI? Well, she just, I want to know either that. one. I mean, it's it's good penmanship. That's all it but is. I was looking at it. I was looking at it really fucking close, and there's no indentations. So I don't know whether or not she did it, or if it was that fine tip of a pen. She doing with a little brush. It's just 
very perfectly done. All I don't right. know if she printed out or not, but otherwise, congratulations for your handwriting. And also, thank you for the note. It was very lovely. Uh, and I assume that's th- regarding Kevin? That was regarding Kevin. Yes, it was very, well, very thank sweet. You. Yes. Um, we've got obviously nothing but uh, wonderful support from everybody. I wanted to say thank you again constantly. You guys have just been there for us. And and remember out there, this this one goes out to the fathers. Anyone could be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And that's why I call is... you dad. Wow. Because you were so special to me. You taught me the game and you taught me how to play it right. Wade Boggs. Says it again. Wade Boggs. All right. And, of course, if you are in the Los Angeles area, Tuesday the 12th will be a memorial for uh, Kevin Barnett, very similar to what we did here at the Bell House. So if you're around, check that out. I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it, but I know Ed will be there. Henry will be there. So so it will be uh, it'll be sad, but it'll also be fun. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you yes. all so much for listening. We love you very thank much. Thank you, guys. Hail yourselves. Um, you got to live every day. You know what I mean? You break your wife out of that nursing home to spend one last couple days with her. You do that. You got to love. You got to pop on that metal health. You got to stick it inside your dying wife. Well, as many I times don't she know. She asks you to do it. It's the amount of time that she's got left. And you got to laugh as you are carried away by the police nude. Yes. You told them all your guns were stolen. Well, that's... there's a lot to learn from Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, there's some things, but. You know, just love your spouse. I think that's the most important thing. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Hey, and Kissel. Hey. What? You're looking good and you're sounding good. Thank you, buddy. You're looking good. You're you're sounding good, too. I I feel like you almost maybe have lost weight. Yeah, I almost have. I got a rowing machine. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I've been been on it. I've been rowing through my kitchen. I've been wading through my kitchen. God, man, you would you'd be really crossing a lot of footage on a lake. Oh yeah, because of your arms. I know it. I know it. Land a land a ten thousand lakes. I love. It. <laughs> I, heard I love. It. Some that, I heard that somewhere. I don't okay. know where it was. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. Save big money at People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh, like artist Angela. Her clothes take me far to where I want. 